0: ...snatched their words and scattered them into the air. Tolemio led the way, followed by Owain whose flaring torch caused Telemio's cloak to sparkle with ever-changing colours, from vivid blue to green to deepest purple. He is wearing feathers, thought the giant, and a small thread of unease ran through him. Yet I must not expect them to be ordinary, he told himself, for they are the Red King's children, and my own dear wife, Amaret, was a child of the Magician King. They reached a cluster of rocks at the bottom of the hollow, and easing himself onto a wide slab, the giant asked, ''Have you news of my wife?'' He did not get an immediate answer. Owain looked at the ground. The white-haired boy seemed all at once nervous and uncertain. ''Forgive me, sir,'' said Telemio, ''but you are not my idea of a giant?'' ''No,'' said Owain, with an edgy laugh. I always imagined a giant's head to be swallowed by the clouds. Otis smiled indulgently. I am not a true giant, though I come from a race of giants. My father stood two fathoms high. I am only two-thirds his height. My brothers are even smaller. Perhaps our descendants will be a more manageable size. He glanced at Roland and then said urgently, But please, have you news of my wife? Telemio lowered his gaze. His slight, uncomfortable shrug caused the giant's heart to miss a beat. "'Tell me, please,' cried Otis, "'even if it is the worst a man can expect.' "'Your wife went to her brother, Amadis. Telemio began. "'Yes, yes,' broke in the giant. "'We heard that Count Harken was on his way. "'I thought she would be safe with Amadis. "'She had a mirror made by her father, the king, "'and she used it for travelling.' Otis looked into the faces that stared up at him. They didn't seem surprised. You know of the mirror? We do, Telemio affirmed, and we know that it is what Harkin craves. The giant's mouth twisted in a bitter smile. Count Harkin may be an enchanter, but he craves everything the king your father ever made or owned. They surrounded our house, Harkin and his army of trolls and thugs. Amaret tried to take our baby with her. She thought the mirror would transport them both, but somehow it would not work for Roland. He fell into my arms just as his mother vanished. Minutes later, Harkon broke into the house and captured us. They brought us here to Badlock, and for two years we have been imprisoned in one of his many towers. Three days ago, I kicked out at the wretched troll who brought our food, and while he was still reeling from the pain of my boot, Clever Roland pushed him into a cupboard and locked the door. And then I untied my father's bonds, said Roland. They didn't know I had grown so strong, or they would have chained me to the wall like my poor father. The giant lifted his son into his arms. We have been travelling ever since, but with these accursed winds it is hard to make progress. If we can reach the coast and get a boat, we'll find my wife no matter what. I've heard her brother, Amadis, has a fine castle on an island in the Western Sea. The silence that greeted this remark was so profound it seemed like a dark chasm where the giant's mind refused to go. ''Tell me,'' he whispered. ''Your wife is dead,'' said Telemio steadily. "Oine oh, will tell you the rest, for he was there.'' Roland buried his head in his father's neck, his shoulders heaving with quiet sobs. ''I've known this all along,'' thought Otis. How could I have hoped to avoid the truth? Tell me, he said. Owain slipped off his rocky perch and passed the torch to Telemio, then clasping his hands together. He looked steadily into the giant's face and began. It was my own uncle, your wife's older brother, Borlath. He must know that he is one of Harkon's allies. He found my father's island and the castle he had built. The loveliest castle in all the world, they said. Borlath wanted it. He brought an army of mercenaries and tried to starve us out, but my father, who could speak with animals, called to the wolves, the bats, the birds and the rats. The rats were especially useful. They ate all Borlath's supplies. When winter came, the mercenaries grew sullen, they wanted to leave, and that's when Borlath used his awful power. I saw it myself from the battlements. Fire came from his hands, flames from every finger. Owen held up his hands, his fingers spread wide. In a second, a ring of fire had encircled us. My father lifted me down.